been thinking this week how I used to go to this cafe um, in Elstonwick, and it was next to a, a, there's a, there's a better term for it, but old person's home, (laughs) senior's home, I don't know, senior citizens, there's, there's apparently a correct word for it, I forget, but the cafe was always full of these beautiful old oldies, and I loved it, yet across the road was more delicious food, it was, it was bustling with young, young people, and I, I never, I never wanted to, it just, it just felt, there was something that put me off it, so I'd always go to this cafe, it was just a sort of a, across the road-ish, and it was just full of, it's full of the oldies, but I always felt such beautiful, calm, amazing vibes off these oldies having these, these, these conversations between themselves and drinking tea and coffee and stuff, and it felt, it felt beautiful, I'm not sure exactly what the feeling was, but it, I felt so relaxed, it felt, and it was, it was because of them, I felt like I was bathing in their energy and aura, and it felt so nice, but when I went across the road to have the more delicious food and the more expensive, trendier cafe, it was, I always felt a bit on guard, like, um, and a bit, I always, always felt anxious after I left, no matter how delicious their, their on-trend menu was, but... The difference between the two cafes felt like wearing pyjamas versus tight jeans. I, I, I felt something really good from, from them. And I, I sort of, I, pay, I tried to pay attention to that. I was like, why, why is that? And I remember reading Charles Bukowski's stuff and he was always a bit cartoonishly machismo in the way he wrote, like, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the big alpha dude hero, I'm the who who wins everything and and he loved it and I, I love how he embraces that and it's it's like masculinity that doesn't exist anymore and I'm and I'm glad that that stuff's still around. Where, what I loved about Charles Bukowski's stuff as he got older, he kind of dropped that cartoonish machismo stuff and something more beautiful and pure started to come out and especially in his. Um, poem the laughing heart if you look it up it's it's incredible it's one of my favorite poems and the first times i realized words could be actual medicine some but yeah something something more pure came out something something more forgiving and honest i don't know i don't know if it's honest or not but it felt it felt like he dropped some sort of act and and his pure spirit came shining through and this sort of coincided when he was getting physically more frail and he was in and out of hospital. And there was another moment not long ago, maybe a year ago, I was walking by the creek and I, this old guy was sort of walking towards me and and I thought about him and I thought, wow, he's, he's you know, he's a, he's a creaky old guy. He's down by the creek, haha. And he's, and he, but he, there was something frail and beautiful about him and and but I thought wow he's existed for a long time and and the longer you exist the more the more room life gives you to fuck it up and hurt people and and be be an asshole and 
and and you know receive a beating as well and i thought you know he must have done you know just 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 to exist that long there's no way you can't hurt someone or fuck it up just by if 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 you exist to 70 or 80 or whatever he was but then but the way he was walking and something about him almost cleansed him of all everything that he that i assumed he he may or may not have ever done there was there was some kind of reconciliation in in his frailty and something beautiful was sort of shone from him and i smiled at him and he smiled back and we kept walking but it was it was weird it gave me goosebumps to just that weird inner dialogue i was having with myself and i thought about this more and there's 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 like a a lyric by Leonard Cohen and goes there is a crack in everything and that's how the light gets in and even before that Rumi from centuries ago he wrote the wound is the place where the light enters you and there's an old Japanese tradition um, it's called Kintsugi where they seal cracks in pottery with gold seams and it's more beautiful for it and that Bukowski poem um, The Laughing Heart there's a beautiful line in it which I kind of feel is the marrow of the poem and it goes you can't beat death but you can beat death in life you are marvelous the gods wait to delight in you and i've thought about this if when i've had a hangover in the past or like a vicious hangover some of i've written some of my most pure best stuff on a hangover like something just comes through and um francis bacon that painter he said I'm paraphrasing, said something like, I only work on a hangover. It's something electric, something something really sparks and, and I do my best stuff on a hangover. And that's that's almost like some sort of physical frailty, almost allowing something more to come through beneath the hard exterior of our beliefs and politics and blah 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 it's like you're at the bottom of maslow's hierarchy of needs and you just need to get just one foot in front of the other and and bullshit doesn't have a chance to get through when when you're physically frail perhaps it's why i love derelict old buildings uh, and a lot of artists you know make little miniatures of old derelict buildings and paint them just something incredible about them Almost, there's a, there was a whole there's a whole art movement of beauty and destruction and how does things falling apart and crumbling just they look incredible. Oh, it's not called beauty and destruction, beauty and decay. And even my old shoes, they get when old when shoes get to a point where they're j- just before they die completely, I always want to pause pause them and keep them forever in that state but they only last for a moment before I've got to give them a proper shoe burial in the back garden. Just joking, I usually unceremoniously put them in a plastic bag and put them in the bin. And then there's the opposite movement of this, of Botox faces, unable to express emotion fully. And there's been scientific evidence that people who have too much Botox um, lose their empathy because they're unable to read other people's expressions because they can't mimic them themselves and so they can't feel it but i'm sure there are botox clinics out there called empath but circling back around to the cafe that i used to visit bathe in there the beautiful 
the beautifulness of it. It felt like it was just like this constant, it was a con like a tired, beautiful sigh. It was just like, ah. <laughs> it was, felt like a relief. There was something, there was a big relief about it. And it was just like a sigh. It was like living, living in a beautiful sigh. It's like where the bones get stiff and the heart gets soft versus the young where the bones are soft and the heart is a little bit harder. I guess where that's where the expression comes, old softy. And speaking of that sigh that I was bathing in, like it felt like wearing pyjamas instead of tight jeans. It was, it was kind of a letting go. My grandpa said to my dad, the world's not my problem anymore. Like a big old broken shoulder shrug. 